Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another video for you to row along to. So it's week one and this is session two. So this is going to be one of the bottom tier sessions, okay? So this is going to be a long, slow one, but don't let that put you off. <laughs> what we're doing today is four 10-minute intervals with 90-second rest in between. Now we're going to alternate 18 strokes a minute and 20 strokes a minute as we go through this. So your pace is going to alternate between 2K plus 20 and 2K plus 18, which is, what, 5K plus 15 and 13 for 20 and 18. Uh, because we're going to be doing 18s to start off on this first 10 minute interval, we're going to completely skip the warm up. Um, so we'll just start off by setting up the machine. So do your drag factor first. If you don't know anything about drag factor, then please check out the video that I have on this channel. It'll tell you more about what it is and kind of ideas of where to uh, set it. Put your monitor eye height so you don't have to look up, you don't have to look down. Um, so you can just have a nice neutral chin and set the foot strap so they cover the bottom, the kind of horizontal lace on your shoe. Um, and if you're in socks like me, they just let you bend forwards, hinge properly through the toes at the front. Okay, bit of a glitchy intro today, wasn't it? Look at the sun. Yeah, right, anyway, so I'm gonna go into shades mode and we're gonna start. Now, if you are gonna miss the warm up, then maybe take the first couple of minutes of this one, just back off to like 2K plus 25 or something, just so you can get nice and eased into it. And then for the next eight minutes, you can push on to the 2K plus 20. Um, whereas I'm gonna try and kick straight into the 2K plus 20, which is round about 205 pace for me. Okay, so we're gonna go 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 in three, two, one, go. Might be a mistake trying to hit straight into it, but we'll see. It's a long session today. I mean, 40 minutes of rowing in total, so. And it's not, I mean, intensity wise, you're really down at the five, six out of 10 effort scales, so. Really shouldn't be one that you worry about not having a full warm-up for, like I say, a couple of minutes into this first interval and you'll be warmed up enough anyway. Uh, I can actually feel the sun kind of warming me up. And it's September in Glasgow. Is this the dying embers of summer? Are we going to get any more sunny days after today, or is this it? It's nice though, I'm not complaining. Right, so, through this first interval, and maybe a little bit into the next one, let's go through technique. Don't want to overdo it, talking technique constantly, but this is a good session to spend some time thinking about what's going on. Excuse me, itchy nails. Because you have the time in your stroke to get your body position right and kind of think about where you are, think about pushing off with your legs and when you pull in with your arms and stuff. Because if you're rattling up and down the rail at a higher rate, which you will be in session three, it's harder to really concentrate on what you're doing. So, I know I went through in the prologue to this plan 
quite extensively talking about the technique. I don't want to just leave it at that and assume that it sunk in and that everybody now has a perfect technique. I think as repetitive as it may feel on paper, I think me talking about technique and all these rows will hopefully be the trigger that makes you analyse what's going on with your own stroke and work towards removing any of the kinks that you might have. So, figure the headlines are to make sure that when you take your drive from the front that you really think about the drive with the legs okay there's a proper push pushing the machine away from you with your legs if you can think about this as a pushing technique motion thing I'm just saying words now rather than a pulling activity then that'll get you kind of 70% towards the right rowing stroke because everything kind of falls into place after that you kind of need to have a good body angle and straight arms and things to really figure that you're driving properly with the legs. So as you get to the front, oh, we're halfway gone through this interval already. As you get to the front, try and get your shins pointing vertical. And if your heels need to come off very slightly, in order for that to happen, don't worry about it. Your heels are allowed to come off the footplate, provided well, a few things to be honest, but let's for the time being say, provided when you start the drive, you plant those heels, boom into the footplate, okay, so down, so you're not driving off the balls of your feet by pushing off from your toes, you're getting those heels onto the footplate and then pushing, driving through your heels, kind of like a deadlift, or at least the start of a deadlift which you wouldn't, you wouldn't start a deadlift off your toes if you wanted a powerful lift. You go for your heels and then the difference is in a deadlift your balance then shifts, but we're only talking the beginning here. So yeah, so whether your heels are up or down. Doesn't really matter, as long as there, you get your heels through the footplate and a good solid push of the machine away from you. And then, Try to continue that leg press through your leg drive. It's not like a big force and then you just lackluster let your legs finish. You want to push the machine away from you. 
Now, there's things that facilitate that happening, or at least there's things that get in the way of your leg drive. Primarily, it's about your shins in vertical position. If you stop short, you only take like a half slide. You've got very little option for your leg drive. So give yourself full range by getting those shins to vertical. Try to go past vertical. Once you do that, then your heels come a lot higher off like this. You start to kind of leak body position and energy and stuff. They can see my pace went right down when I was doing that. I just couldn't get, didn't feel like I was coiled into the spring you need to be in order to get that solid drive from the front. It's almost like you've over twisted. Now you get the toys where, like a car on a spring, and you pull it back and you let it go. And the car goes shooting across the carpet. But if you pull it back too much, the spring ends up over tensioned and releases all on its own. Maybe that's what happens if you go too far forwards. Probably not, but I had to fill in time for the last 30 seconds. <laughs> all right, last stroke. Good job. 90 second rest. Move around a little bit. Fix your seat pad. Still getting used to this. Must have done a good couple of hundred thousand meters on it by now. Maybe three or four, maybe half a million, not too sure. And it's definitely comfortable eventually. But it doesn't have start by kind of squashing the my glutes and the kind of top of my hamstrings. Anyway, what was it? Have a drink. Wearing the stuck at home rowing club t-shirt again today. Because I'm still stuck at home. The gyms are beginning to open, but to be honest right now, Rather be outside in the sun. Ooh. Okay, so in 20 seconds, we're going to go into the next interval, which is 20 strokes per minute, and two seconds faster than you were just going. So I was just, well, I averaged 204.6, but I'm still going to aim for 203 on this one, two seconds faster than I was. I want you to do the same. Follow me for stroke rate, as always, in three, two, one. Nope. I'll get back to technique in a sec. I don't want to solidly for 40 minutes talk technique. Because you know me, I would. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a little bit slow in the stroke, right? I was still going for a 18 there. That should be us. Remember, 20 strokes a minute is one every three seconds, so. So if I get back to 20 again, I should ease back to 203. Yeah, there we go. Right after saying, watch me for stroke rate, I completely blew the stroke rate. <sighs> yeah, I'll get on to technique again in a minute. But. There's other things to talk about, isn't there? Like, well, it's not much of a topic for discussion, 
It's Friday today. We know, all know what that means. Dinner time on a Friday night in the row along house. Spaghetti bolognese. Seriously, I, I mean, I wonder whether you believe me or not, but it is. And if you go to the Facebook group, you'll see most Friday nights I'll post a picture of the plate just as proof. Right, how are you keeping on? You okay with me for stroke rate? your pace at 2k plus 18 which is 5k plus 13 if you have a 5k PB that you're working from it really is the sensible way to train having a 5k or 2k benchmark to base your training pace from because it's tacked onto what your performance is like right now whereas if I just said to you roll this at 2 minutes 10 I have absolutely no idea whether 2.10 is too slow, which it would be for me, or maybe too fast. So by giving you your training pace linked to your own fitness, it means that it's individual for everyone. But, in the most instances, the intensity should be the same for everyone. That said, I know a few of you struggle to hold on for these longer, slower pieces, which I'm hoping that breaking this one down into four 10-minute chunks instead of just holding the 40 minute should make it more manageable for you because if you compare the sessions in the 2k plan you don't really have that many long slow ones that went past 40 minutes And this is now about just pushing your fitness and power a little bit more so that you can hold the intensity of a 5k race at your 5k pace. So whereas a 2k really needs you to be fast fit that you can hold a fast pace for a short amount of time a 5k means holding a mid to fast pace for kind of well around about two and a half times that duration so you need to just bed in a bit more foundation fitness which is why you'll see the long, slow workouts tend to be a bit longer on the 5K plan. All right, four minutes to go on this one. So let's just talk about body angle. Because I'm assuming you've spent the past six minutes concentrating on 
driving from the legs. So, in order to help that leg drive at the front, especially connecting with the handle, so you get the power into it, you need a slight forwards body lean at the front of the machine. So as you're looking at this video, that means that I'm leaning in to about 11 o'clock on the clock face at the front of the stroke. And then I'm trying to keep that forward lean, certainly as I start the leg drive, but also at least until halfway, I'm hoping. At which point, between the halfway and three quarters point of your leg drive, that's when you rock through your hips into a backwards lean. And your backwards lean kind of mirrors your forwards lean. So whereas your one o'clock, or well, 11 o'clock, because you're on this side of me, 11 o'clock at the front, you go to one o'clock at the back. Then, nice and smoothly, which we'll cover in the next interval, when we talk about arms, you rock forwards into the forward lean before you slide down the rail in the recovery to the front of the machine again. I must have slowed right down at one point. My average is at 203.1. Now remember, all this back leaning from a forwards to backwards to forwards is ideally done through the hips rocking over. You're not slouching forwards and you're not crumpling and then forcing yourself forwards. And it helps to have a engaged core at the front and back of the stroke in order for that to happen. Four, three, two, one. Okay, 90 seconds rest again. Drink time, recommend water, not Jack Daniels. Oh, I tend to stick with water. I don't really do sports drinks, or sugary stuff, unless I'm doing marathon therefore because you're on it for like three hours three and a half four hours however long it takes you do kind of need to fuel to bananas and whatever but everything else I tend to make sure I'm fueled properly beforehand even if I'm doing a half marathon I'll make sure I'm taking enough carbohydrates to cover me before I start the go and same hydration do it before you start rather than taking something to
Right, so we're going into interval three, which is back down to 18 strokes a minute. That's going to happen in seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. So again, your pace here at 18 strokes a minute is 2k plus 20 or 5k plus 15. You can take a good few strokes over the first 30 seconds to make sure you're comfortable and at pace. I know it took me about 20 seconds to get it locked in, but when I'm there now. Remember, these sessions are not, I repeat, not to be pushed. What I mean by pushed is for the long slow stuff, stick to the pace that I give you. Don't go faster. In fact, I'd rather you went slower than faster. So if you find these a bit on the tough side and you feel you have to do them three or four seconds slower than I suggest, then that's absolutely fine with me. Remember, they're just meant to be solid, mid-effort, oh sorry, low-effort workouts that will get your heart rate up. I'm in the 140s. Probably actually a bit too high. Um, be slightly out of breath, but at no point should these bottom tier long and slow sessions feel unmanageable and that you can't get through them. If that's the case, then back off your pace. However, I'd also wonder whether you have your drag factor set too high and so you're fighting against the flywheel that's slowed down a lot on every stroke, which I think is a bit of an issue with the water rowers that if there's too much water in there they have a very heavy drag and although at higher rates that's easy to overcome at a lower rate they feel extremely hard to get going it's like rowing a barge but very slowly so you take your stroke massive effort but by the time you get back to the front of the stroke again your barge has stopped slowed down so you don't have the momentum of your barge to keep going so every single time if your drag factor is too high on a low rate workout Every single stroke can feel like you're getting your barge to move from a dead stop every single time. And the point is, if you want to find a drag factor that you're kind of working with the momentum of the, the barge or the flywheel in this case. That even at low rates your barge will slow down a bit but not to a stop so it takes a good forceful stroke to get it back up to pace again but not as much as if it was at a dead stop 
And then if you're at higher stroke rates, using the same drag, or the lower one I mean, it ends up being more about keeping the keeping your barge tacking along at the same speed. Your stroke rate comes in at a point before it gets a chance to slow down much. Of course, sometimes I feel like the barge, <laughs> especially after I've eaten too much. All right, so let's talk about arms. Let's talk about arms, baby. I won't sing. Uh, as you get to the front, the catch here, you want your arms to be straight, but relaxed. Okay, don't tense. You're not a drill instructor. Nice and relaxed. Even if you play the piano on the handle to make sure your hands are nice and loose, fingers are nice and open, you're just hooks off the edge of the handle with your thumb and forefinger. I always say forefinger, lightly touching, but you're not choking the life out of the handle. Then, as you start the drive, by planting your feet into the foot plate, keep your arms straight. And only after you've initiated your backswing towards the end of the leg drive, do you bend your arms, pull into a finish, like that. Send those elbows through, and then make it feel as though you're crushing a can between your shoulder blades, just to squeeze out a little bit more power from your lats. Nice big muscles. Use them. Then, once you've finished, and the handle's up against, kind of just blow your sternum. Get that handle away from your body again. Ideally, at the same speed you brought it in at. So if you pull in that fast, you wanna go, okay? That's the same for all stroke rates. However fast you bring it in, release it that fast. And what that does is it makes sure your arms are straight, ready for the next stroke but also helps get the momentum of your back for its hip rock forwards so that when your hands are over your knees all you have to do is bend your knees and you go rolling to the front of the machine you don't have to yank against the foot straps or use some weird back throw <laughs> to get you to the front of the machine. It's enough just to hands away, rock forwards. The same way that at the back of the stroke here, if you get your leg drive finished before you pull in with your arms you won't have to yank on the foot straps 
stop your body flying off the back of the shoe. And I'll prove that in the next interval. There we go. So, foot, foot. So feet out of the straps for this last one for me. And this will prove that you don't need to use your foot straps to stop you here or to pull you forwards here. If you wanna, if you wanna try this at home, kids, I recommend put your foot in and loosen it so that it's a good couple of fingers loose okay so you're you're nice and loose inside there what it means is that if you get it wrong you come flying off the back you can flick up your foot catch yourself because what i don't want is any focus of people buying prostate off the back Prostrate. One of them's the gland up the bum, the other one's lying flat. Prostrate. That's flat, isn't it? Someone. Someone. Sure. You should start talking anatomy. Right. So feet unencumbered. We're going in six, five, four, three, two, one. Go. Remember, it's 20 strokes a minute. It was more to me than it was you. After messing it up last time. So 20 strokes a minute. 2K plus 18 or 5K plus 13. Shouldn't take too long to get into the pace. Should be nice and in the groove after doing half an hour's worth of rowing so far. So this is 30 seconds into this one. My feet are still, just in case you thought it was a camera trick. I'm still not in the straps. And weirdly, I know, I was about to say I'm going faster, and then I, then I pulled a 204. There you go, so 203. So, you'll see that that's 20 strokes down so far. Have I fallen off the back of the machine yet? Have I struggled to get to the front? No. So, point being, you get your leg drive over and done with before you pull in with your arms and then your braced core kind of soaks up any last dregs of a backwards momentum and then the handle forwards and the body rock followed by the knee bend, simply takes care of you returning to the front of the machine. And it's got to be said, there's a couple of reasons why you do that. You know, the same as always. Injury and stroke efficiency, performance, whatever you want to call it. Because if you don't finish the leg drive by the time you get to the end of the stroke and you have to yank on the foot straps in order to stop yourself at the end of the stroke, all that power that you're soaking up by stopping yourself at the foot straps this power you could have put in to the handle and into the flywheel. Whereas what you're doing is just soaking it up pointlessly by flicking your feet up. But then what that also then does is it means you're engaging 
muscles you really don't need to be. So the muscles you need there to stop yourself, you don't really use in rowing. Maybe to stabilize at the front, you'd use the front of your shins, but you don't really use them. So to suddenly have them bracing against what's frankly your full body weight at quite a rate of knots. And there's a fair good chance you're going to get injured. Strain that muscle. Maybe your hip flexors up here. They'd go as well. Because <coughs> you'd be using them more than you need to. And then those same muscles that you're not meant to be using you then use again to pull yourself up the rail and you really don't need to the recovery is just about a transfer of momentum to help you slide down the rail Remember, the rail's at a very slight angle to facilitate that. Halfway there. Five minutes to go. So, you have a power leak at the front if you yank on the foot straps, and then chance of injury. Plus, there's a good chance if you're yanking my foot straps, your back's rounded at the back. And you're like this. Trying to get to the front. Like a wee hobbit. Which means you have to somehow get from a into a powerful position again. <laughs> it's tiring, even though being in straps, pretending to get it wrong. Because really, you just want your back going like this. You don't want it to be going all curvy and bent. Oh, a butterfly just came in to see me. Very nice. I hope you saw it too. After all, everything that I whiffle waffle on about technique is either to prevent injury or make you roll faster. Sometimes you can roll faster with a bad technique, but then you're more likely to get an injury. You will have seen people rowing like this. Can't really do that with my feet out of the straps properly, but they'll lean right back and have a much higher handle finish than a up of the neck almost. Now, that extra length can get you more pace and I'm pretty sure the last 200 meters of a 2k when I'm trying to get every last tenth of a second out of the rowing machine I'll probably do that but I won't do that as my normal stroke because doing that for hundreds of thousands of meters well, I'm not going to say always, is more likely, I'd say, to cause you injury, lower back, 
forearms, biceps, shoulders, neck. They can all suffer from a artificially fast finish. So I'm all about keeping you efficient, injury free and rowing for as long as possible rather than short-term gains. This is why you see a lot of people really storming a 1,000 or 2,000 meter time trial in the space of a season that you never see them again because they get injured. Anyway, it's enough of that. Let's just enjoy the sun and the sound of our machine and a bleating Scotsman for the last 30 seconds of today's session. <laughs> Got to go back in and continue editing my farming program after this. It's going to be tough to go inside into the cold dark room when I know it's like this outside. Okay, in three, two, last stroke, here we go. One, good job. Nicely done. Hope you made it to the end. Hope you managed to hold your pace okay. Hope it wasn't too tough. Where did I finish? Let's check. Uh, memory. That's my date. So uh, I think it's all that messing around with the false stroke, but I was 138 at the end of each interval. 151, 159, 166. So towards the end, you can tell that my body was starting to respond to the fact that I was going on for longer. Still felt nice and mid, so I bought him. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that that spike is because of the me pretending to do the wrong stroke or doing the wrong stroke. Okay, sorry. Hopefully, I gave you enough time to have a drink and wonder: Is he going to do a cool down? Of course, I'm going to do a cool down. What do you think this is? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Let's just hold right about 18. A nice gentle, we were going nice and gentle through the main session so you don't have to worry about caning it on this cool down. This is just all about your muscles easing down to a cool point. You're cooling them down, not warming them down. I think I've had that rant before, haven't I? Pace wise, right now I'm doing plus 35, so 2k plus 35, nice and gentle. Just enough to have a solid leg drive, pull in with the arms so that your legs are activated, your shoulders, your lats, your stomach, they're all just get, getting that last little bit of a sensation before you either go do something else in the gym or go for a shower, a bite to eat. Shower before you have a bite to eat, please. Don't want you to smell all over the dinner table. And that's it, so that's workout two. Workout three is more intense, to say the least. Now, don't let the idiot on the row machine, when you start it, tell you that it's manageable and that it should feel very midi towards the end. It doesn't. Don't listen to him. You'll do the first six intervals. They'll feel manageable because you'll hold your pace. But then the next six intervals, as you try and go faster, it turns session three into a top tier workout. Okay? So don't listen to the idiot on the rowing machine tomorrow or when you do session three. He doesn't know what he's on about.
Am I giving away the game that I've already filmed session three? Hmm. It's almost as though I'm not sitting here in real time doing these with you. No, I just ordered my workouts. I meant that yesterday on my calendar should have been a top tier workout. So I did three, now I'm doing two, but you don't care about that, do you? You don't give a hoot. You're like, what's he on about? Is he time traveling? I got on a DeLorean and drove back in time. So I'll have comments about the weather and everything. And you'll be like, yeah, I know. It was sunny the day before. It wasn't really. If you pay particular attention, you'll see that the stubble is slightly shorter in session three than it is in session two. Anyway, so that's the <laughs> I've lost it. That's the end of session two. Yeah, let's get right. This is two. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a long, slow one, but hopefully at least I kept you company, waffled enough, gave you enough information, talked, spoke rubbish enough, told you my dinner plans. So I kind of think that kind of covers nearly everything today. So um, let's <laughs> let's have the hashtag Back to the Future. So today is hashtag back to the future. That way I'll know you made it to the end and that you listened to me this long and that you're a true support now. Um, watch out by the way, uh, website, see if you really have made it to the end, we'll find out. The website, I'm about to, um, basically I wanna make myself more t-shirts that say the roll along thing, okay? And the only way I can do that is to create a shop for myself and then I buy it for myself. And I figured, what the hey, I might as well just release that shop to everyone else. So check. Keep an eye on the rowalong.com website and you'll eventually see a link that says shop where you can buy like a, a training t-shirt to wear or a, or whatever. I'll just say RA in the website, so don't worry, it's not going to say I'm John or some <laughs> nonsense like that. Anyway, there we go. So if you made it to the end, then you can also add on hashtag shop. So hashtag back to the future, hashtag shop, and then I'll really know you made it to the end. Anyway, have a great weekend. I'll enjoy my spaghetti tonight. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.